It's time for Push to Play, your weekly trophy podcast with Mindy and CJ. Good afternoon, good morning, good day. How are you listeners? Be whatever time it may. What a week for gaming. I'm sure you can feel the push coming now towards the end of the year. So many great titles. Whether you're in for the five-minute spam or the 100-hour JRPG, who would be doing that? I don't know. Uh, There's got to be something for everybody. Joining me today on episode 32 is my co-host, Mindy. How are you today, Mindy? Not not as up as you, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it it is funny, yeah. I get this sense of deja vu, listeners. I think it's just the the time we have three different time zones in play this morning and a fantastic internet connection. So who who knows what will happen? But Mindy, you would think you would think you would be awake here. You think I would be the tired one, but that's not the case, is it? No, I'm, I haven't I haven't been sleeping well. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. But look, let's see if we can we can move it straight along and keep you awake today. I would like to introduce our guest today. Now, I've been looking forward to speaking to this man for a long time, listeners. In fact, this may be the final leaf in my trophy hunting, trophy whoring interview book. I, I think after this, well, with the exception of Ike, but Ike, until I learn better Japanese, he will not speak to me. <laughs> sorry, Ike. So look, can I introduce world number one trophy hunter, trophy whore, if he doesn't mind me saying that. That is not a derogatory term, sir. I am a whore. <laughs> I am happy about that. Uh, Mr. Hakum, how are you today, sir? Fine, thank you. Fine, thank you. And hello, everybody. Yeah, Thank you for joining. So, look, if there is anyone that's living under a rock as a trophy hunter and who, and that does not know who Hakum is, which I would find very, very difficult, he has a staggering 2,138 Platinums. But even more impressive, listeners, is the fact that he has 44,128 bronze trophies. That is amazing, sir. It's a lot to <laughs> It is. Uh, look, I don't know. You know, I know many people are impressed by Platinums, but me, I, I always look at the bronze, and that is, it is fantastic. Yeah, over over 3,000-odd games played, which is impressive. Yeah, of course. It's it's a milestone from 11 years or more since 2008. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, uh, you, you've, been, yeah. you've been at this for a long time. So would you like to maybe just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself, just a little bit about your background in gaming, if that's okay? Well, I am. I have been playing video games since I was a kid. Since since nineteen maybe eighty eight, my first handheld console was the Game Boy, the black and white Game Boy. I enjoy playing video games, and then I moved slowly from handheld um, consoles to actual consoles. You know, like the PlayStation. The PlayStation One was my first console which I owned. I loved it. I enjoyed playing on it every single day, and until the PS Two arrived, and then I have moved to. Com- PC gaming, which I went online suddenly, and I have discovered a new world online. You meet people from all over the world when you play MMO games, but it was really very addicting that I have I had to leave it because it was really destroying me. It was very addictive. It was even more addictive than the actual trophies I'm hunting now. <laughs> so after that, I have moved to the PS3, and Sony released a trophy patch, so I decided to earn trophies, unlock trophies, and play every game I get my hands on. And in about 
one year I climbed the leaderboard and became the number one trophy hunter and I have earned five Guinness World Records from mm. that. Can I ask you before we get into that, what was your MMO? What was your poison on PC? The issue with MMOs, I started with a game called, was called Myth of Soma. That was back in the year 2001, I think. And I have played that game for over a year. The graphics looked like the old Diablo games. And it was a really a grind fest game. I loved to grind, level up, collect items. You know, there were these rare, very rare items which drop once in a lifetime, maybe. <laughs> um, so what happens is that I got I got banned from that game because, uh, you know, it's, it's pay to play. You don't play these games for free. I got banned because I used another credit card to pay. I don't know why they banned me for that. I like the first time I used a friend's credit card and then because I was a kid I did not have a credit card so I had to use somebody who had a credit card, mm. ask somebody. So when I used my, another friend's credit card they banned me. I don't know why. So I got upset and I moved to another game. I moved to World of Warcraft. So that game was the was the shit you could say. That 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 just destroyed <laughs> when I played. It. I hear that from a, a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, World of Warcraft is is maybe till to date is the best MMO game and it's very addictive. Yes, I would probably disagree with that. I think as everybody knows that listens to this podcast, Final Fantasy 14 is the best MMO ever created. Uh, I have day. not played it, so I cannot judge. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I have not played it, but I cannot, yeah. yeah look, yeah. they're both wonderful things and definitely WoW has, a, mm. has a, an even bigger following, I, I'm sure, at, at this stage. That's interesting. So now you're from Bahrain, aren't you? Would you like to just tell our listeners roughly where that is? Because I'll admit... I needed to look it up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When I started, I remember playing MMOs and people started asking me, where are you from? I told them Bahrain. They said, where the fuck is Bahrain? I mean, where, where, where is it? Where is this place? I said, okay, to make it simple, it's near Dubai and near Saudi Arabia. It's in the middle. It's like a small island, maybe smaller than 50 kilometers in between Saudi and Bahrain. It's just a small, tiny island in the Middle East, of course. Yeah. Hmm, perfect. And so now all you play today is uh, Sony. Is that correct? You're, you're, you're a PlayStation? Uh, exclusive? Yes. Now, since the since eleven years, yes, PlayStation only because I don't see anything interesting in other consoles. No. Now, what I like about your trophy list here is I do not see any PS3. Have you uh, Have you finished with the PS3? Have you retired it? Actually, I, I, actually, no. Just a few weeks back, I have platinum the PS3 game. Oh, sorry. See, yeah. you're you're, sim- you're similar to me, except you, you finish your games, but you have yeah, there's hundreds of games between now and August. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you you can't see it in the list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, it's similar to Mindy. How far back would we have to go, Mindy, to find PS3 on your list today? Shut up! Shut up! <laughs> my my last PS3 game was back in September nine, one month ago, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There's just so many other games between then. Yeah, and between there's a hundred games in between. Yes, yeah. <laughs> it is. It is, <laughs> it is like that. Look, so look, listeners, we're just going to do a bit of you know a bit a bit of wherever and and whatever in in today's episode. So, what have we before we sort of get into an interview and we, we get to learn more about Akum, which I'm looking forward to, and trophy hunting and and all these wonderful things that we all all love. I thought maybe we could have a look at what Hakum has been playing this week, if you'd like to talk about it, sir. And can I ask you about Code Vein? What do you think? Yeah, Code Vein is like a, a copy-paste of Dark Souls. It's exactly like Dark Souls. I think the same person who made Dark Souls also made Code Vein. I'm sure of this. But it has a taste of Bandai Namco mixed in it. So instead of having these very dark and uh, 
depressed looking characters and gloomy monsters you have these cute looking characters and anime looking characters with like scary monsters but it has exactly the same gameplay and the good thing you can play it in co-op so if you're having difficulties you can always ask a person to carry you oh okay how difficult is this game though uh, it's not. It, it is a difficult game, but it it's not as difficult as Dark Souls. Okay. You don't have the Dark Souls taste to it. You know, it just has this animation taste to it. It's like God Eater. If you have played God Eater, nearly nearly the same. It has a taste of God Eater too, with these big, huge weapons. And okay. And how are the? Uh, I see you're you're sort of a little way into it yet. Uh, not too far, perhaps. Uh, how's the trophy? Uh, I am. I am. I have maybe um one one hour. Yeah, one hour left to complete the game. Ah, okay. So a lot of the trophies are in the the latter end. Yeah, the, the, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. The trophy list. I'm. I. I am not. I'm not actually sure of the trophy list. My my friend just told me when I asked him. He told me just play the game, complete it, and then look at the trophy list, because you can. You need to do another playthrough. You. you so if you need to do another, if you need to do another playthrough in the game, I don't usually look at the trophy list. So hang on a second. Are you telling me the world number one trophy hunter actually plays games without obsessing about the trophy list first? It depends on the game. I sometimes, before looking at a guide, I ask a friend who actually platinum the game because I trust him more than the guides released. So he tells me, he gives me his roadmap and he tells me what to do. He tells me, for example, do this, do this, do that. You don't need to, there are no missables in the first playthrough. You can just play the game, enjoy it. And then when you reach the second playthrough, you can uh, read a guide and everything. So I actually have a real person guide instead of reading a text. <laughs> a personal yeah. guide. I like that. Yeah. yeah. So I was just going to say, we I tend to deviate and we deviate all over the place. But just because you mentioned that, I noticed you have a very high completion percentage. Is that important to you that you, you start games that are finishable or can? Um, no, actually, no. My, the, per- the percentage is not very, very, very important, but I would like to have a good ratio. I mean, I don't want to have like 3000 games on my profile with a 20% completion ratio. That means I haven't played anything. I'm just putting the disc in, getting a trophy and that's it and jumping to another game. But I think above eighty percent is a good ratio. Yeah, I was actually gonna, I was actually gonna bring that up in the later in the podcast that if you look at Hakum, he's got almost a ninety-two percent completion ratio, and then the next person on the world rank list, Ikemenzi, who has, I believe, more trophies than you. He has about two thousand, yeah, fifteen hundred to two thousand more, but he has a thirty, almost a thirty-seven yeah. percent completion ratio yeah that that i consider a very bad ratio you're not actually playing anything like that 30 percent is like in school is a failure <laughs> well well in ike's defense he he actually admits that as well so <laughs> he, he's not trying to pretend <laughs> yeah but then it's uh, interesting because if you actually if you go to ike menzi's profile and you scroll down a bit the last game he platinumed was windstorm ari's arrival yes which yeah. is is very odd to me <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a, he's a fascinating character. He'll leave a rat game thirty uh, percent complete, and then yet he'll go and plant God Eater three. Yeah, so look, you know, each their own, each their own. <laughs> of course, <laughs> who knows? Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Now, look, we talked about this Castle Crashes the other week. How are you? Uh, uh, this, uh, you did you play the original, or how are you enjoying this? Yes, yes, I really like Castle Crashes. It's one of these. I I really love it. Uh, I have played it on the PS3. I couldn't finish it because the online was rubbish by that time for this game on the PS3, so I couldn't complete the, the game. So now that it's remastered on the PS4, I will complete it, and it has a platinum too. 
Oh, fantastic, yeah. Mindy, I, I believe if you remember, or Sarah, he, he had some amazing glitch, didn't he? I don't remember or I don't understand how it works, but but something. Yeah, it was something to do with, it was something to do with entering with where you're controlling all four people. And then the person you want to get the trophy has to be like controller number four because controller number four spawns in a place that the enemies can't get to. So once player four is in, players one through three leave the match. And then you just wait out the timer, basically. Mm. True, true. Yeah, I did that glitch. Yeah, yeah. Look, look impressive. Now, look, Borderlands 3, any good or not? What do you think? Amazing game. I liked it more than Borderlands 1. I haven't played 2, but I like 3 more than 1. I just dis- What I dislike about Borderlands was the map. The map is, uh, is atrocious and the vehicle controls are bad. Other than that, the game is beautiful. I have re- I have released my review also. My review is available on my Instagram for Borderlands. Yeah. I was going to actually, look, we're going to deviate again because can I say your English is very good, which, look, it doesn't surprise me, but it sort of does. Uh, it, it's very impressive. I noticed with your reviews, though, that you, you are, do you do the transcription in English as well? On Instagram, I usually speak Arabic because my, because 90 95% of my followers are Arabs, so I can't speak English there. But on YouTube, because my followers are 90% English, so I speak English on YouTube. And the reason my English is, is really good is because everything I do in English, I mean, when I watch something, I watch it in English. I don't use, I use my computer in English, my telephone in English. I talk to people in English. I tend to use English more than Arabic. That's why I have good English. Not perfect, just good. No, look, no, I think it's very, it's very good. Excellent. And look, why don't we, because I'm sure we're going to get into this, you know, later on about these shorter games, but I see you've done a few here. What, what did you, what did you think of the Super Box Land D-Make? Yeah, I played it today. I mean, these games are, are, are not really bad games. It's just that the, they are killing the trophy uh, system because you can just complete them in half an hour and you have, you have to repeat them like uh, six or eight times. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like a puzzle game. Nothing, nothing is bad about the game. It's just that the concept behind this is bad. The reason to put this on PSN just to buy it for the trophies, I dislike that. Okay, now we'll get into that. Look, I don't know, Mindy, I don't know if you know, Hakum, if, if you know, what is a D-make? I know what's a remake, but a D-make? Because <laughs> <laughs> this is the second D-make. There was another one as well, wasn't there? Uh, the platformer one, I forget what it was called, but it was a... D-makes don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> doesn't D-make really refer to like like a, a a scaling down of something a scaling down of the trophy hunting experience perhaps <laughs> yeah it could be uh, because you if <laughs> or of you know the graphics i mean the graphics are really bad what are you gonna do scale? yeah it's a it's remaking something to look to look older like an older graphic style it's already it already looks it's it's already an 8-bit game what's <laughs> gonna look older than eight? i don't know a lot of Chinese bootleg games are like this. Like they they made like an a, a, an NES version of of Resident Evil and an NES version of Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, but this game is only two D. It's a it's like a you know it's like a telephone game. You cannot even D make a telephone. <laughs> I I think it's I think it's meant a little in jest. But if you look at if you look at old kind of bootleg especially Chinese bootleg games, they do a lot of these where there's just systems that just didn't come out in that country. So you get these house, these port houses that would get the, the games. And then 
demake them to fit onto the cartridge of a system that they did have. Oh. Yeah, I understand if it's Resident Evil or God of War, but not uh, Super Boxland. No, I don't think it's I don't think the demake in that title is is particularly serious. I think it's yeah. might be in humor yeah. like simulator, you know. So, so Mindy, that's that's the actual. They're not remaking the game like a Bollywood movie or something. Like you're not telling me somewhere out there there's a Final Fantasy 15 like low budget, low Noctis, low everything. I mean, there could be. Who knows? <laughs> really? Well, they could make it. I really hope there is. Listeners, my job, my job this week is to find that and source it. <laughs> that would be fantastic. <laughs> Just a floating. You can thing. make it. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, whatever I make would definitely be a D make. I can tell you. <laughs> <laughs> we, we, will, we will we will see look so look are there any other games there i noticed you you played uh the, this one night stand i'm not sure if mindy mindy have you got to this game yet or no not yet i've been i've been held up by uh something else yeah no that's fair enough so i mean that that is similar to a vn in a way isn't it hakun that one night stand is that correct yeah it's a it's a similar yeah it's a similar to a novel with some stuff you click on screen one hour platinum only I want to know, Hakum, I want to ask you about uh, Control. Control, yeah. I've released my review regarding the game. It's, I like the game, but there are many problems with the game. There are frame rate issues, and the map, again, is, is atrocious. But the game, I liked it, actually. If you played, maybe it's similar to a game on Xbox called... Um, I forgot the name exactly. There was a, exactly the same type of game on Xbox, with super, uh, like a person, with, a person with superpowers and stuff. But it's a, it's an enjoyable. Oh, was it was it was it Quantic Bra- Quantum Break? Ah, Quantic Break. Yeah, 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 Quantum Quantum Break. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Quantum something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a game. That's an Xbox One exclusive that I wish had been ported to PS4. That is a um. You're, you're correct. That that control that map is is atrocious, isn't it? A a two D map in a yeah. in a, a vertical game is is a very interesting decision. But uh, you know, aside from that, I, to be honest with you, I that I know that game. You know, story aside, whatever, it's it's really out there. But gameplay wise, that game reminded me a lot of Dead Space. Yeah, gameplay. Yeah, I thought the gameplay was fantastic. Dead Space and uh, yeah, yeah, and the 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 destructibility in the game is amazing. I like the destructibility. Everything just explodes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. It it reminded me of a game on the PS3 called Stranglehold, I think, or something, with a Chinese or a Asian guy as a hero. Stranglehold. It, everything was destructible. Uh, yeah, Stranglehold on the PS3. Sounds like a game that would definitely be banned in it Australia. Had, yeah. <laughs> although, yeah. no, although many games are banned here, so it would not it would not surprise me. You ha- you ha- you you have pl- you have uh, played Control. You have finished it. I have finished it. Yes. Yeah, I finished it last week. Yeah, I like the part in the in the in the maze. That was the best part. Of the oh, it was fantastic! Yeah. Yes, it, it was like a, a, a like a, a cross between a Doom level or something. I thought with the music yeah, it was... and the music, the music, yeah, the music was amazing. Yeah, actually, uh, to be honest with you, listeners, if if you are interested in that game, uh, actually recorded with the uh, what are we calling them? The uh, PG Spoilers uh, crew. We did a bit of a deep dive on uh, Control, and then actually Mindy, myself, and them did a deep dive on the Man of Medan, didn't we, Mindy? That's coming up soon as well so something to to look forward to listeners are uh, in the future but no i i agree that control was was good i thought the story was a bit you know whatever uh at times but the game... i did not i did not understand the story <laughs> no, no. look it's one of those things where you finish and then i had to go onto youtube and, and read what actually happened but look it was it, it was it was there are there are a few loosens but gameplay wise i i did enjoy it and i think uh yeah, yeah. The, the funny thing with the stuttering is i know you're only a playstation person but it, the funny thing is on the xbox it actually runs a lot smoother the stuttering tends to only be in in the load into the when you pause it a lot um or if there's a ton of enemies but yeah so so unfortunately you know 
it may be a Sony issue. Yeah, as it all well. comes down. It all comes. I think no. I think there were also problems on the Xbox. It runs smoothly on the PC only. You, yes. Not on the Xbox, yes. not on the PlayStation. On the PC, it runs smoothly. I think something they had a contract with Nvidia or something to make it run as good as possible on the computer. So the port, the computer port was perfect. But then the, I think the devs just did not put enough effort into porting it into the consoles. They did a terrible job. Yeah, well, I think I think too. Uh, some of these games, particularly that one, in some of the effects that they're using, they're, they're maybe just pushing the console. I mean, they're they're building when, it for when PC. I see, aren't when they? I see games, yeah, but when I see games like God of War, Last of Us, Uncharted, when I see how much the graphics look on that game, how good they look, and what ha- what's happening on screen, amount of enemies and everything, and I see it running smoothly, then when I see a game like Control, which doesn't run smoothly, then just I just think that the devs are lazy fix the game or they are not experienced enough for this type of thing mm. when others could do a better job when other, when others could do a better job in their games which look much better than control then i think that the issue is not with the playstation the issue are with, is with the yeah games. yeah i mean they are first party studios as well as ones you mentioned so they they, they yeah. maybe have more information or you know more experience as you say yeah, yeah. that's cool yeah. yeah, and then course. look, the last one only because I played it recently too. Uh, just the little little uh, side-scrolling shooter, Habroxia. How did you How did you find that? Do you like that? What did you think? Yeah, I like size. I like these shmup types of games. Uh, it was easy. It wasn't hard, and the trophy list was fine. It, it took about three hours of platinum. At least you finish the game. It's not like play half of the game and. <laughs> And it had a nice amount of bronze, silver, and... <laughs> as well. We'll get into that. So, Mindy, why don't we take a look at what you've been playing this week? I not a ton of stuff this week. Let's see. I played uh, another site. I know you talked about this a long time ago. Yes. Tell us about it. What did you think? Yeah, I liked it. I think it was a little under i don't know if underdeveloped is the right word i feel like there was more they wanted to do with it and either a budgetary thing or i don't know Mm -hmm. this game really flew on under the radar i think can can you just tell us a little bit about the story as well because i don't think many people would know anything about this game yeah so it's well and i think that's because because when it launched it the trophies did not go live so so my understanding is it launched on the hong kong store just on the Hong Kong store mm-hmm. for months and for something like six months, the trophies did not go live. So it missed its kind of trophy hunter market. And then it went on the, the trophies went up for the North American store. And I don't think it made the drop. I don't think it was advertised at all. It just kind of, you know, slid in there. So yeah, I don't, I don't think it had a whole lot of, I don't think it had any marketing really. Right. Which is a shame. It's a sh- it's it's gorgeous. You know, it 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 doesn't control that great, but since there's not a ton of platforming, I can forgive it. Uh it's very much more of a puzzle game. So the whole idea is that it's it's Lon- it's like pseudo steampunk London kind of Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. yeah. And it's well, well it is. And it's this girl who loses her sight and she meets this cat and this cat like helps guide her through this version of of london i guess it's i think it's supposed to be london that she's in to help her find her her dad and on the way she meets up with with like 
uh, Tesla and 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 um, yes. Debussy and all, like all these historical figures. And it's it's I, I don't kind of know how to explain. It. It's just kind of a puzzle game with some character study in it. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, it's almost like when I started playing it, it's almost like an acid trip or something to start with, I think, isn't it? The colours and things. But Well, I did say Alice in Wonderland. Yes, so. yeah, yeah. And and the mechanic is pretty cool, isn't it? I'm trying to remember because it, it has been listeners quite a while since I played it. But it's the cat, isn't it? So you, you can you can change to be the cat, is that right? Or the cat operates in the light or something? There was There was a mechanic there at play, wasn't there? Yeah, so what it is is that even though you're blind, even though the girl's blind, you know, you as the player can see everything. This isn't like perception where because your character's blind, you, the player, are also blind. You, the player, can see stuff. But the girl, whose name is is Kit, and the cat's name is is Hodge, but everyone call, she calls him Cat, so Kit Cat. <laughs> she guides herself by noise. And so you'll see it it kind of weirdly highlights stuff that she can hear. And the mechanic I think you're talking about when you switch to the cat is the cat can like meow to illuminate her path. And that's how she can run as opposed to just kind of walk. That's right. And that doesn't really do it. There's nothing that I remember in the game that would require her to be running other than you just get through it faster. And what's the trophy list like for this game? It's 100%, which I think is another reason why a lot of people haven't played it, which is sad because it's, it's, I think it's worth playing. But it, it won't take up a ton of your time. You're looking at, realistically, three hours maybe. And the majority of the, the stuff is going to be story-related trophies anyway. And anything you miss, there's chapter select at the end of the game. Oh, there is. I didn't know about that because when I, I did it, Yes, I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, you have to beat the game, but after that, there's there's uh, scene select. Okay, that's cool. And it looks like there's two stacks of that, so that must be the Asian stack, and then I suppose the North American stack would be the other one for that one. That it's not labeled, but yeah. Yeah, it's weird because it's not it's not fully uh, explained on like PSNP. Usually no. they have the little, and it just has two stacks on, and I think it's Asian and and everywhere else. Yeah. Okay, well that, that could be a little bit of a, a hidden gem to look out for there, listeners. Yeah. What, what else have you been mm. up to? What else have I been up to? Well, we're in October now. So we're well into October now, actually. So <laughs> yes. it's uh, we're getting into, uh, into, into pixelated horror this week, I think, was the theme. Mm. Yeah, I got that feeling. <laughs> <laughs> I started with Ellen, which as you're, it's one of those games that the trophy list came out several weeks before the, the game did. Because I remember mentioning this as potential mm. spam during a spam of the week section. And then, and then it didn't come out yeah. for ages and ages and ages. I, yeah, I don't know about this one. I liked it until I didn't. I think, it, I think it's. <laughs> That's a ringing endorsement. Well, I think it started out strong and then I think it kind of. Oh, uh, I liked it more than I didn't, I should say. It it got to a point where I think it showed monsters too much, which I think bad thing in horror in general. Because, you know, every time you show a monster, it, it's, it's less scary. Mm-hmm. The final stage of the game is just... There's no real rhyme or reason to it, and that's the part where I, I was, like, checking out, and I was like, this is... Uh, this is annoying me. 
I got much the same vibes from it and I played it a lot less a lot less than you did, I think. Yeah. How long is this? I, yeah. I don't even know. Is it a couple of hours? It's or? it's oh, short. It short. If you're if you're following if you're following a guide, you're looking at probably two hours. If you're not, you're looking at four or five just because you're bumbling around trying to figure out what to do. But it's a it's a pixelated puzzle adventure horror game. And it's about a investigator who's who's trying to figure out what happened to this uh, family called the Smith family. And they have this this house and all this creepy stuff is happening. And and he's, you know, just trying to figure out what happened. I don't know if this is if this is the pro- a problem with the port or a problem with the specific version I played. But when I went into the menu and you use the, you know, the the buttons, it to to navigate the menu, it still did whatever those buttons did in the game. So I was like, I was using my burning out my flashlight batteries a lot because I was, I was using the flashlight button in the menu without realizing that it was still affecting the flashlight in the main game. Sounds like some design flaws as well. They know design frustrations perhaps. Yeah. It's, it's, it's really weird too. Cause you'd have to, the way it works is you, you go into the menu, you have to, you have to press, I can't remember, like triangle or something, and then go into the menu and equip whatever the item is. And then you have to press a different button and then use the shoulder buttons to scroll over to the inventory items to use it. It's really bad design, the more I think about this. <laughs> I don't think we're selling this game to anyone as it goes on. <laughs> well, no, because there it does have some actually good, creepy moments. Good. You know, it's it's good pixelated horror. I just think the the gameplay is not great. Yeah, I think that is I I I give praise the pixel artist, not so much the gameplay. Wait for a sale. Yeah, yeah. Wait for a sale. <laughs> that sounds that sounds good. And uh, and, and and continuing on your pixelated horror journey towards continuing on pixelated horror was the uh, the rat game of the week, which was just ignore them. Do I be pithy here and say just ignore it? <laughs> well, yes. Yeah, it's that bad, is it? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not. This is, again, this is like Ellen for me where it started out strong and then by the end I was I was not having it. Yeah. It's, it's the same people who did My Big Sister. I think My Big Sister was a lot better. This one's more, I'm going to spoil this a little bit. This one takes much more of a sci-fi twist. It starts out as one kind of game and then turns into a completely different kind of game in the span. And that's the other thing. It's it's a very short game. So it's in the span of like 40 minutes that it's two different games. I quite enjoyed the first 20 minutes or so, half an hour, until it started uh, up and through the motel. It was all great. And then from then, yes, not so much. It's funny, isn't it? That's exactly it. That's exactly the point when I was like, uh, I'm I'm kind of done yeah. now. Yeah, it, it was a shame because I actually thought in some ways it was almost more narrative heavy than uh, Big Sister for that first section as well. It, it was really building up. Oh, it very but... much it very much was. And I was I was really digging it. And then it started going kind of sci-fi. And like you said, the motel, that was all great. And then there was some cutscenes after the motel and that was fine. And you got on the airplane and things were okay. And then hmm. they suddenly started not being okay. And then it kind of turned sci-fi, you know, and I was like, uh, no, no. 
bit more unusual for Rad. This is a full trophy list here. They found enough things to sort of trophyize, if you will, enough activities, because I see there's like 20 bronze trophies in this. Well, that's not, I mean, it's not totally uncommon. My big sister had had a similar, you know, it was, it was very silver heavy, but it had, you know, some bronze in there and gold. But, you know, people never, ever remember Count Lucanor which was one of mm, Rad Laika's mm. first games that they ported. And that one had, uh, was fairly bronze heavy. It was, uh, it was equal, equal bronze and, and silver. Uh, maybe it's just, maybe it's just okay. a, a Rad Laika pixelated horror thing. And that's where you're going to get your, <laughs> your full list with them. <laughs> they open the Excel spreadsheet and it, and it, it itemizes a lot more things perhaps in pixelated horror. Although I'm going to ask you though, did you think like, I, I was quite enjoying, I know this sounds a bit ironic. I was quite enjoying as we said, the first section, but there are a lot of trophies in the first section for just doing very random things, like looking at a thing or whatever else. It almost felt to me, cause the game is so short, I suppose that I probably would have preferred just the standard, you know, nine of gold trophies or whatever else and not have had so many trophies flying at the start of that game. I don't know. Like, I mean, it was all natural progression. Well, basically natural progression too for those trophies. So I don't, I don't know if that affected you, but it was, it just, it was like a frenzy, I thought, at the start. Yeah, I don't know. And I, it depends on, I think, how you, how you play it. Um, if you're, if you're following a video guide, because the way this is set up, there's two different endings. Yes. How you do it depends on choices you make, mostly in the back half of the game, from like the middle of the motel section mm. on. So depending on how you play, you're either making, you're either juggling a bunch of save files so you can do trophy actions, which will affect ending trophies or more specifically, there's one trophy called, I'm looking it up here called, um, is this the right thing to do? And that, that one is, it's complicated. The setup for it is like, there are certain choices you can make in the game that either, gain or lose you a point there's like a hidden point system and that trophy specifically you need to get to the end game which is an apartment with one point and then a bunch of these trophies will gain you a point uh, or lose you a point so Hmm. depending on how you play this game you're either juggling a bunch of saves so you can get all these trophies at once or you're doing basically a playthrough and a half. So the way you're saying it, you get a bunch of trophies at once and then you do mm-hmm. like half playthrough where you get nothing until like the very end when you start getting these trophies you didn't get before. Ah, okay. I didn't realize that. that. That's interesting. Yeah. You know what I was thinking as we we're talking about this, we should probably do like a spin-off episode every week that explains the story of these games because I think 90% of people <laughs> just skip it. So <laughs> probably be fascinated to know what they played <laughs> don't you think <laughs> uh, I, I don't know if, if it could be rattled like a specifically because they do a lot of you know no puzzle no. games but maybe like the, you know the visual novel corner <laughs> yes that's right yes look you've just spent you know x amount of time playing this game now here's what was going on <laughs> in case you get you, <laughs> you know the story in five minutes you know because that's how long it took you to get the plot look i look i don't know yeah okay would you would you maybe, maybe that'll be the next subscription level for the patreon we don't have yeah, that's right yeah that's right. so would you recommend this one or not uh it it's not bad i just think i just think there have been better 
by the same developer and by the same publisher. I would recommend both My Big Sister and Count Lucanor over this one, but I'm not going to call this one bad. I would also, I don't know which I would recommend, Ellen or Just Ignore Them, because I like, I think both have different strengths and weaknesses. I just, Just just Ignore Them will take you less time and will get you more trophies. Uh, so I guess go for that because this is a trophy yeah. hunting podcast. Yeah. yeah, I think you're right. I think there's not a yeah maybe not as much depth in these. If you if you do skip, you shouldn't feel too bad about it. You know, um, not that you would. I'm I'm sure. Yeah, good. You you've been busy again. Uh, there, Mindy. Anything else, or, or are you happy? Uh, I one more thing, but we're we're recording a new episode. Uh, in a couple of days, so I think I'll save it for that. Yeah. Perfect. Good. Okay. Well, look, yeah. I'm just going to pick up the rat torch just briefly. You know, listeners, if you, if you have been listening the last couple of weeks, I, I admitted that I was uh, doing this true trophy competition thing, this team thing or whatever else, which has been, you know, a lot of fun or whatever else and so just doing whatever. But it, we're down to the second last week now. So I think because they, they, you know, they maybe didn't eliminate enough people uh, as it went on, they've had to now suddenly start eliminating huge numbers of people just so this thing will finally finish it in, in two weeks or at some point or something. So obviously it's got it's got high. The trophy degenerati have come out in force. And it's it's a wonderful thing to see. The spam is is unbelievably flying. But one thing I noticed in the in, in the in a small portion of the competitors is their vocal hate i suppose is is the right word for some of these games and for for this sort of happening because obviously they're getting left behind of course ironically some of them are still doing this as well but it, it sort of it sort of got me to thinking you know like we talked mindy here we've talked about the story and stuff yes we're playing them for trophies and yes in this competition perhaps people are, are skipping them or whatever else to to get them even faster but you know don't you know, if you're, if you, and I know I have a few friends on my uh, list that, you know, they sort of make jokes when I play these games, but some of them are actually like, they, they're okay for an hour. I don't know if you'd agree, Mindy, they're worth, they're worth your time for an hour. I think, you know, triple A or anything, but, but they're not garbage. I think, I mean, you know, some, some perhaps, but some, some are, yeah, some are, but I think, you know, I think as, I mean, if this was a six hour game, I think it would be a different situation, but, you know, coming in at what it does, I think it's just a nice little, it's a little break. So look, if, if you are on that fence and you don't know about them, you know, maybe try, you know, before you, before you judge, but, you know, by all means, judge away freely in that competition if you are, because, you know, that's the point of it, isn't it? Just to belittle other people wherever you can, I suppose, <laughs> through your own trophies. So look, anyway, competitions aside, you can you can tell I'm obviously losing listeners, so I'm bitter, jaded, not all. But uh what have I what have I been playing? Well, look, there's a, a ton of a ton of a ton of spam there. But we're gonna skip over all that because that is it is what it is. And look, Bibi and Tina at the horse farm, Mindy. I know you're a I know you're a fan of German horse racing games. You insist on shoving me into this corner of German horse games. I know that you enjoy them. That's all I'm saying. I didn't. I, I don't want to paint you in a. If that's, I don't know if that's the word. I don't know if that's the word. <laughs> well, look, I enjoy them. I enjoy this game in particular. So uh, I don't know, listeners, there's been something weird going on with the EU version of this game. The trophy list has not uploaded yet, even though it's been out for a, a little while or something. So if you do have that version and it's not uploading, the, the version that is uploading is the NA one. So, you know, if you're trying to figure out what is going on there, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, that's probably the least of your concerns if you're trying to figure out why you're playing Vivian <laughs> But, you know, there you go. Look, it plays exactly the same as the first one if you have played it, the time limits are actually much more generous 
this time. So there's there's no way you couldn't you're not going to pass any of the events, even if you you go off on a you know a tangent and have a look over at the orchard or something on the way. There are Mindy though, lots of collectibles, lots and lots. I, I see. That's the only trophy you're missing on this entire <laughs> yes. list. Because now there is 96 on each map. Now, I'm sure that's more than there was last time. It feels like it's more than there was last time. So that's that's going to be a bit like the Ost. It was an Ost. That's such, a, that's such a weird number, 96. I know, I know. That's a map. weird number. Either make mm. it 50 or 90 or 100. Don't make it yes. 96. Yeah, I don't know. But, I mean, the, the great thing is none of them are marked on the map either. So you've, you've oh, just, awesome. It, it's just awesome. So, look, we'll just we'll just leave that there. I may may never finish that, which would be a shame. But, you know, it, it is it is what it is. Uh, otherwise, the rest are the same. And then Ice Age, the Scrat's Nutty Adventure. Now, I knew look, it. I said you were going to buy it. I knew you were going to buy it. <laughs> Well, there's a funny thing. I so I knew this was coming out uh, yesterday, uh, Friday, as a as a time of recording, listener. So I was all geared up, and then I noticed it wasn't on the the AU store, uh, and I was like, oh, I wonder why. I was sure it was coming out today. I was like, well, maybe this will only be an American release because you know some of these ice ages. I don't know they they've been hard to get a hold of in the past. It's alarming that I know that, but I do. So anyway, so I went down to the game store and I asked them, and they're like, yes, that comes out on like the 9th of December in Australia. And I was like, what? That's like ages away. And it's true. It does it does not come out till till really late in, in Australia for some reason. It'll be out everywhere else. I believe it's on the American store uh, as we speak or whatever else. It's on all the other European stores. So just a side note, if you are in Australia and you want to play it, you will either have to wait to December for a physical copy or you'll have to do some some purchasing from another region. But look, that aside, you know, it's great. And what I like, you haven't played any of these games, have you, Mindy? No, but they're mostly like mini game games, aren't they? Yeah, they have been in the past. They're a bit like, have you played any of the sort of like the movie game, sort of, you know, like the Disney-esque or, you know, the DreamWorks games? Not really. Not really. So all, all PS3, there, there hasn't, there's been a couple on PS4, uh, but but not not too many. What I like is that particularly for this series, the, the animation is really good. It does, it does look really good. It's really smooth or whatever. Some of these games, like they come out and you're like, well, they you know, they look like they're early PS3 or something, but it's not the case with this one. It also, it seems to have removed the well, story. Well, this is the this is the same developer who did the last couple of um, Oddworld games. Ah, I didn't, I didn't know that. Well, that might explain explain the uh, the structure of the game then, because they've sort of lifted the story out of it. Admittedly, I, I don't know the story uh, for this this one yet, uh, or, or whatever else. But they've lifted the story out of it, and it's basically like a platformer. Uh, I wouldn't say a puzzle platformer because there's, there's no real puzzles, but just a platformer. It's not not difficult platforming, obviously. You know, it is a, it is a kid's game with just some very, very light combat. And it's a, sort of, I suppose, a, a collectathon as well. There are two two types of collectibles in each of the worlds, but this time it's on an open map, if you like, a, like a, a tabletop map, and you, you go to, like, I think there's 10 different regions you can go to, and you can go back and forth between them to find your collectibles. So it's, it's totally open, yeah. But, look, you know, if you're looking for a relaxing you know a relaxing game it's great i think you know 90 percent of the trophies are incredibly easy as well maybe the the collectible ones will, will take a bit of time i think it may be in the vicinity of 10 to 12 hours perhaps less if you, if you know where everything is but look it, i'm really upset because right. i've looked at this trophy list mm. and there's a bunch of punny trophies yes. so now i have to play it's this. great look i hope you do because it is fun 
These games are fun. Yeah, they're, they're no-brainer, no-brainer games or whatever else, you know. I, I like them. And, you know, it's as an adult, you shouldn't be ashamed to play Ice Age. It's great. And one of the things I do like, listeners, if you've played the other one, I'm thinking back to Ice Age 2, there were these dreadful challenges, like these mini games, as, as Mindy was saying, like these egg roll challenges, which were actually really tough to do with the, the controls. It was very frustrating, but there doesn't seem to be any of that carried through. So, so that's great. Fantastic. And then the only other thing I'm going to drop out now, don't think you've played this yet, Mindy, in this form, but you've obviously played it, is the Walking Dead, the Telltale Definitive series. You didn't, you haven't played the whole collection in like this one package, have you? Or have you? No. No, but we, we talked about that. We remember we talked about this because uh, one of them launched and you, you couldn't get yeah. everything. Like, uh, there's still download pages, I think, and you couldn't download the uh, like half of the games. And I think I think that was just the North American one. And I think they've finally yeah. worked that out. I think they've patched that so you can get everything now. The thing with this is too, if you have the physical version, it's still you need to download the the things. The disc is just like a you know a, a licensing thing or something that allows you. It's not all on the disc yeah. either, so you know that that's something to because it is a big game. I mean, I think it's over fifty gigabyte uh, if you're if you're downloading it all. So it's something to to keep in your keep in your mind before you set out to play. But of course, you can play the the uh, episodes as they download, so you don't have to wait for the whole thing. If you so want, look, it's going to be a massive plat. I, I forgot how long these games, particularly the first one was, even the first episode. But the the only reason I bring it up was I've played the first one numerous times across all systems now. But this, I know it's been touched up in some way or whatever, but it's like hyper stylized. It's a, I'm sure you'll play it at some point, Mindy. I'm not sure you, you can maybe you'll, you'll explain it better, but I don't know how they've up-raised it. I suppose they've just they've they've made it even more comic booky like the the backgrounds are like uber super dark or whatever and the characters are very vivid and stuff so it it is i mean i know it's the same story nothing's changed but it is a fresh look at it i think so i was a little surprised because i thought literally it would just be a, a copy and paste from the uh the the previous um the one to three version that telltale released just before they went under last year or something but it it, it has been mm-hmm. I, I don't want to say up res but this sort of hyper stylized whether they dark you know bring out the contrast more or something so it, it does it does look good but look you know everything else is the same well, one thing i'll say though is i forgot how much you have to do in these games i know that sounds silly in this first game but it, it's not just a matter of just doing the dialogue and letting it run you you do have to do certain actions as well i don't i'm sure you remember mindy but it's been a long time since i played this so i would just forgotten that it's not it's not like we've come to, yeah. you know, expect with a lot of these games where you just do nothing. No, at the, at the, at the very beginning, you know, the first, the first Walking Dead game did not play itself. No, not at all. No, it wasn't until later that they started playing themselves. Yeah, and there's specific triggers. So it's, it's quite, it's a nice experience coming from the, the, the Life is Strange 2, which is, is obviously excellent, but it, it is a much more free-flowing, you know, movie-esque game, I suppose. This, Yeah, there's definite game, game plan. This, but I, look, this is going to be a long journey for me. The reason I started was I really want to find out I haven't played the fourth one or the final one, so I, I really want to do that. But I thought I won't start there, otherwise I'll never do the others. I'll do them all. But then, you know, it's, it's going to be a process, I think, to get there. But that's okay. No, you won't. <laughs> oh, come on. Well, you know how many days it took me to do the first episodes. <laughs> but, uh, look, we'll, we'll get there, yeah. Yeah, and obviously, definitely not for the trophies because it's like one one bronze trophy per episode or something. So, I don't know. But look, you know, look as we said before, if you've never played this game, what a what a way to get it in in that package with everything. So, 
it's there if you if I know you I know you want to move on but um I, I have do. there are two games on your list I want to ask you about. Now I'm nervous because there is a lot of interest. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> uh I want to ask you about Draw Stickman Epic 2. <gasps> oh, yes. Beautiful. Are, are you familiar with the Draw Stickman series, Mindy? No. No, either am I. So <laughs> it's a bit like Hoggy and Hoggy 2. Does the first one exist? I don't know, but look, it's it's fun. It's a uh the the I don't know in the push to platinum club I I did uh, I actually I, I I put a picture there of Mr Stixofferson. Uh, Mr Stixofferson is my character and you get to it's really cool because you get to draw your character your stick man before you start and then he's in the game you animate him they animate him and he's so a little concrete genius perhaps this animate does sound him. familiar actually yeah it, like it's, the first, I feel like this is a PC game. Look, it's obviously been it's been it's been around. I think because the the base like the base game itself is very simplistic or whatever. It's sort of like uh, it's sort of a top down or whatever, and you you um you, you can draw things like uh, there's a lot of similarities to like Concrete Genie, I suppose, in a way in that you know if you need a pickaxe, it'll tell you. So you it brings up the thing and you draw a little stick pickaxe, and now you have your pickaxe, which actually looks like what you draw. So you can make it look however you want and and you have a buddy as well so you can you get to draw your buddy at the start of the game and and you know like i drew a chair dog a dog a sausage dog with a chair on its back a chair dog obviously so mr sticks officer and the chair dog and and it's really cool because when you start the game it's like i forget what it is mr sticks officer and the chair dog in peril and that's chapter one and then chapter two mr sticks officer goes to find so they're putting your names and your characters into the story which is it's pretty cool I thought so. You, you can tell that I'm I'm, enjoy, I'm enjoying this, but look, it's fairly simplistic. I don't know some of the trophies. The percentages have seemed very low, but that might be because there's not too many people that share my passion. I said, no one has earned the platinum. No, it's it's literally you and one other guy. Yes, who has played this game, and neither of you've gotten very many trophies. Oh, he's beating me two by a percent. I see. Congratulations. So, uh, yeah, but look, I mean, there are some trophies like collect every item in the game and stuff. So the levels, the chapters seem to run not very long. I bet if you knew what you're doing, you could probably run a chapter in like three or four minutes. And I think that yeah, there's a game, there's a trophy here for completing the whole game in less than thirty five minutes. So it just shows you how, if you know what you're doing, how quickly you could do it. But if you're if you're just sort of meandering around and and you can color in things on the map as you go, like the trees and stuff, then um you know it's nice. It's it's relaxing. I hope I gave that that game a bit of service. I don't think too many people will touch it, but but if for nothing else, and you get to draw in the game and and it's animated, I think that's fun. And to be honest, I think that mechanic works better in this game than it did in Concrete Genie. But I'm sure many people will not agree with that. <laughs> was it? Was that all? Can can, can we uh? No, the second one I wanted to ask you about was uh, Sexy Brutal, because it seems like uh, Eigen and I got to you. <laughs> yes, <laughs> briefly. <laughs> no, you did. I I had this game for a long time, but I've never played it, and I've heard people say that before, but you, you both spoke very passionately uh, about it. So I it was not what I was expecting, to be honest, when I opened it up, the the art style. Um, uh, I don't know how you explain that. Like It's like a grid-based almost. Well, it's not grid-based, but. Like isometric. Yeah, isometric, I suppose that's, yeah, I suppose that's how you'd say it, yeah. It, yeah, and the time mechanic, I, I don't know, I, I don't like games that you have to do stuff in a time limit or, you know, that I don't like that extra pressure. There's <laughs> enough, enough pressure as it is. And that's so weird because I generally don't either and I didn't mind it here. Maybe it's because you have unlimited, t- like, you can just keep rewinding time. 
you know? Yeah, you can. Yeah, you can. And I think once you get into that mechanic, I think it would be really good. Actually, I, I can see how it builds or whatever. But look, I literally only played like maybe the first twenty minutes just to get a feel for it. And I, I will come back to it as well. I was going to ask you though, how difficult is it without no, you a? Won't. No, well, hang on. How difficult is it without Don't a guide? Lie to me. How <laughs> how difficult is it to figure out yourself though? Do you think? Like, I mean, you're very good at these games, but for the average person, or does it get a bit bit difficult? I mean, it's not the easiest thing, but I wouldn't say there's anything particularly difficult it's more uh uh a trial and error thing it's not like an adventure game it's not the type of adventure game where you can look at something and logic it out it's the kind of adventure game where you you throw everything in and see what works and then take out the stuff that didn't work and then see what else you need to put in you know what i mean yeah yeah. Okay. No, I will. I will go back because I noticed I got a lovely message from friend of the show, uh, Zador, uh, VP, and he said he said after he'd seen that I'd like got two trophies and played for ten minutes. He goes, "I look forward to hearing your opinions on the game from the five minutes you've spent with it." So there you go, sir. <laughs> there's, there's my there's my five minutes worth of opinions. I was hoping we could get away without bringing that game up, but anyway, doesn't matter. But look, no, I do I do intend to. I don't oh, know. Oh no, stacking. I'm not going to let it go. You put it on your trophy card. Yeah. Well, that's the listener. You put on your trophy card. I'm going to talk about well, it. Well, that's the listener knows everything on my trophy card will eventually get finished one day by somebody. <laughs> Probably not me. <laughs> Could you imagine? Anyway, anyway, I think I think that's that's quite a bit. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Plus tons of spam, but we're not going to go into that. So new releases, Mindy. And it was, you know what? It was it was co-developed by the people who did the new Groundhog Day. Oh, really? Game. Yeah, they co-developed and uh, and rhyme and the Invisible Hours. Yes, is it, that, I've never done the Invisible Hours either. That's supposed to be good, too. And you don't have that's to. That's on my. That's on my short list. I think. Yeah. Probably November. I'll play it. You don't have to play it in VR. Originally, that was a VR game, I believe. But now, you can play it on PS4. Yeah, I was waiting for them to patch VR out, and they finally did. Yeah, yeah that game does interest me. So, well, look, there's plenty, plenty of options. Of course, you know, if you're looking for VR games, I believe there's a great VR sale on the PS Store at the moment as well to celebrate. I don't know what we're celebrating. A couple of years, I got an email from them that said, "Would you do a survey because you've had a PSVR or whatever?" For, I'm sure all you PSVR owners got the same email, and you know, it's very generic or whatever else. And and it was interesting though that they they acknowledged in the thing that one of the most com- common complaints is the number of cords and things. So you know, that's good. Maybe they'll um maybe they will do something. They're celebrating a, that they didn't just give up on a peripheral after two years. Sony. Yeah, that's that's right. I look. I don't know how much. Never forget. Never forgive them for what they did to the Vita. Never. <laughs> well, did you know there was another Vita update this week as well? <laughs> I think they're up to three point seven one ish. I want to say in that that thing. I was shocked by that and surprised. I always get a little nervous, listeners, when that happens because quite often I'm doing the Vita trick and I'm on a regional store and it, it's <laughs> and I finish the game and then it's like, oh, do you want to download the update? And I'm like, I don't know. Do I? Do I have to? But it it, it works. So there you go. There you go. Anyway, anyway, that that's that's sharing plenty, plenty too much, perhaps. So, new releases, Mindy. Did you know where the bees got make honey got DLC? <laughs> I, I was wondering if you're going to see that. Yes, yeah. Some people don't know when too much is is too much, do they? Or when to stop? Where the bees make honey got DLC. I just need to put this out here. Yeah. I I I ah. What? No. <laughs> and apparently you have to play the game again. It's not like a, I'm not sure how much of the game, but 
I don't know. Apparently it fixed. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use quotation marks on that. Fixed the uh, controls in the rabbit stage. That's a very liberal term. I mean, <laughs> you don't have to fight them as much. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I'm not sure how much of that you have to play, but look, that was surprising. And, and that's, I love that, you know, never die attitude. Just, just continue. That's fantastic. Is it? And I think it's free DLC too. Yeah. It's, they, it's a trophy that patched in. Oh my God. Could you imagine if it was paid DLC? <laughs> Well, you know what, I, I, we're going to bring this up, but I, I don't know if you had a chance to see the, the video I linked you the other day, Mindy. It was a developer talking about uh, their game, The Perplexing Orb. I don't, I don't know if you saw this or... Uh, no, I don't think you linked a video to me at all because generally oh. when you send me videos, I watch them. Unlike, you know, when I send you stuff. Excellent. Well, excellent. So that means I've sent some random person on Discord that link. So I will check that out later, especially the comments I put after. But it's a really interesting video to watch anyway, because it's a Treefall Studios, I believe. And the, the I, I assume he must be a single person developer because it was just him in the video. And he was talking about... Oh, there uh, it is. Sorry, oh, it was good, buried it was in a bunch you. of messages you sent. Okay. It's it's a couple of minutes. We watch it. Watch it after. But it's interesting because he he talks about you know the the sales of of perplexing orb, and I was like, wow, this is fascinating because nobody really talks about this. But he did it in such a way that he compared it to Pitapot, which I assume is also his game as well, and and how the perplexing orb did over the first, second, third, and fourth week compared to the Pitapot, and so like while it was interesting or whatever, and I, I see what he's doing there, and this game was more successful. It it, it still doesn't. It still doesn't answer the question that I really want to know. And obviously, you know, nobody's going to talk about this, but with so many of these small games coming out, how many of them are really profitable, like are actually making money? You know, it's, there's just there's so many of these games that, you know, when you compare two games from the same person, it's great that they've improved, but when there are no figures being used, it's impossible to know. Like when you watch the video, you assume that the, the Peter Pop was a loss. Because uh, he, he mentions the second one is, is pro, you know, is financially pro, you know, profitable or whatever uh, success, but it's it's so difficult to know, and it, it just I don't know. Like I mean, it's more power to him. That's fantastic that 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 game did well, but you know, I I think there's so many games on there. I just that would be a fascinating breakdown to see. But I mean, maybe the answer's there in how many of these devs are just gone. They release a game and then they're not, never there again. So maybe that's the answer. Um, I don't know. But yeah, I, I didn't really want to go into that other than to say if you, if you have five minutes, I would definitely recommend watching that video. Obviously, you know, it, it doesn't it doesn't go in as deep as, as it initially leads you to believe, but it's still it's still interesting to, to see. Yeah, and then maybe you'll disagree with me. Uh, I don't know. But, but that's what it, it is. It is what it is. So shall we go to the new <laughs> releases now, Mindy? Sure. Uh, I'm going to throw out uh, Raging Loop. It is a visual novel. So probably will be future spam but psychological it had me at psychological horror says taking place in a secluded japanese village of yasumizu a heavy mist surrounds the place preventing everyone from leaving ancient gods have come back to hunt the villagers one by one the feast has begun can you escape the village alive so bloody psychological horror perhaps for those of you trophy whores out there that play the ends, it's a huge possibility you've skipped this. It's a very short skip, uh, the Japanese version. But I'm not, I'm quite interested in reading this this time around myself, but I'm not sure. I would assume it would have to be a new trophy list, but I'm not 100% sure on that. So that might be something to, to check out, uh, whether it is just the same list or not. Well, I looked it up. It's, it's like a 30-minute platinum if you're just text skipping, so. Yes, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. But look, yeah, I think it would be interesting to read. That looks good. Yeah. Something else you'd like to? Uh, let's see. Uh, I want to I point out just because, uh, okay, so we got another horror game coming out. This is the most generic thing I have ever seen. I, I, I kind of wonder if this is like a haunted, like creepypasta kind of game. It's called Horror Stories. It's the most generic kind of clip art game illustration with the clouds and the house and the the stock bloody font and the moon and just it really is just the kind of thing in every bad video game creepypasta it says you find yourself oh how do you imagine murders are committed by serial killers you find yourself in this situation in which you must not in which you must not to catch the eye of the killer mm. <laughs> okay Great. Find items that can be used to create a trap, learn how the killer behaves to avoid him, and try to survive by killing him. Hmm. I can find nothing on this game. Nothing. <laughs> I, uh, I did some Googling before we recorded. Uh, this game is not on Steam. This game is not on any other platform. I took snippets out of the little press blurb, because that's usually just copy-pasted from whatever platform it's on. Google search did not come up with anything other than the drop. I'm kind of obsessed with this for no good reason. I'm sure it'll be terrible. I'm sure it'll be terrible, but I'm kind of obsessed with this right now. It wouldn't be the first time a game has appeared on the drop that actually never comes out. So <laughs> we'll, I guess we'll just have to wait and see on that. It does sound interesting. Yeah. I guess. Mm-hmm. And then now you're going to talk, yeah. talk about this East Shade, I think you said as well. We're gonna we're gonna bring that up. Yeah, East Shade. This looks uh, this is gorgeous. If you look at the screenshots, this is a gorgeous looking game. Mm-hmm. It's a um, I think some people will call this a walking sim. I I would put this more into first person adventure, only because or first person narrative adventure, mm-hmm. because there seem to be quite a few NPCs in this game that you can interact with, mm-hmm. and that you don't commonly have that in walking sims. No. But it is a, a narrative adventure. It doesn't look like there's a ton of puzzles in it. So it looks like hybrid walking sim slash adventure, like first-person adventure game. You are a traveling painter exploring the island of Eastshade. Talk to the inhabitants to learn about their lives, make friends and help those in need, visit cities, scale summits, unearth mysteries, and discover forgotten places. Not a day one for me, but uh, definitely keep my eye on it. It looks like a more fleshed out and definitely more graphically fleshed out as well. Uh, Drawing Canvas, that little 100% game that came out, obviously just a, a very small little indie title. But, yeah, it, it has that sort of feel to it. Yeah, I, I'm interested as well. Yeah. And so, Mindy, next week, well, I suppose as you're listening to this, uh, listeners, this week starts us off on the, the big push to the end of the year. The AAA wagon has come come in. We've got Kojima's fetus just hanging out at any moment here. But we're going to start off with the Call of Duty Modern Warfare. On a scale of 0 to 10, can I gauge your incite- excitement on this game, Mindy? <laughs> <laughs> So look, I, I think that's a that's a that's a pass for both of us. Yeah, I don't know. I I think this one has a story mode. I like the story mode, but the rest is is beyond me. So look, but you know, listeners, everybody else will be on that. So so look, have a have a wonderful time. Uh, Cat Quest Two, 
So, uh, look, Cat Quest, uh, the original Cat Quest, well, Cat Quest was a fantastic game. My understanding is the trophy list is exactly the same, exactly the same for Cat Quest 2, but, oh, you know, obviously the game the game won't be exactly the same. Well, you never played the Cat Quest yet. No, you? it's on my backlog, and I, I want to play it, but I keep kind of pushing it back for other stuff. Yeah, so just it's a really great 2D open world action RPG. It's like a, a, a like a mini RPG, if you like, in that it doesn't, you know, it's not a very long game or whatever. I think 15 hours would be more than enough. I think probably less, less than that uh, for the first one. And look, it's great. It's just, you know, again, another little no-brainer. Like if you like cats and cats dressed up, then why would you not? Why would you not be on this? Then the only other thing that I can see, because it's a racing game and, you know, we should always throw out every racing game we possibly can, is this Street. Now, where did it go? Street Outlaws, the list. So, look, as with all these racing games, I just preface that I believe this may be by the same people that put out the racing game, The Street, uh, I think, uh, from the year before. That was not a great game. This this potentially may be the same. If you can hold out for another week or two, we do have the need for speed coming in the middle of November. Anyway, but look, if you need something, you know, something sort of, I don't know, to tide you over, it is, it is there as well. If it is by the same people, I suggest strongly you check the online requirements because their last game was actually region locked with their online trophies, which because they're... Um, not not widely bought became uh, potentially became a, a bit of an issue and then medieval as well i'm sure there's many people anticipating that so there's, there's going to be a lot next week mindy there's going to be a lot uh, maybe not a lot that are uh, a lot that will pass us by oh w w2k20 what do you think mindy is the time wwe i i don't know man i I feel like uh, there have been too many seasons of WWE for me to jump in now. <laughs> yes, I, look, I, I feel the same as well. Yeah, the fake chair violence will, will have to, to have to wait for us. So what we're going to do at this point, listeners, is we're going to drop in the pre-recorded interview here with Hakum. Uh, once again, we want to thank Hakum greatly. He was very generous with his time to us because we ended up having to record it over sort of, uh, you know, a week because of, of uh, various, you know, recording issues and stuff. But, you know, I'm sure as I uh, speak for Mindy and myself here as a wonderful guest, and I and I hope you enjoy this this candid interview. So look, Mindy, if you're if you're happy, should we just sort of? I mean, it's a very organic episode, you know. It's flowing. If you're still awake, uh, well, shall we move into the the sort of you know interview, if we should call it that, loose you know conversation? Are you happy with that? Sure. Yeah. Do you, Do you want to start us off? Do you have a question, or do you want me to just kind of? You kind of torpedoed one of my big questions, which was which was the completion thing. Oh, sorry. Well, do Do you want to go back to that, and we can do it more justice. I... I, I, I think he answered it pretty concisely. So I guess I guess I should start with like why? Like why did you say I want to be the the number one in the world as opposed to just like did you start with that or was that a? Uh, it's 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 something to do since I was a kid. Anything I like invest time into, I want to be the best in it. Especially when I also played the MMO games, I was the best in every MMO game I've played. Uh, best like on my class and on the server i was like the best so anything i put invest time in and spend my effort playing it i would like to be the top in it so when trophies arrived on the playstation i wasn't expecting um, any leaderboard or anything i just wanted to collect them it wasn't a competition in the beginning my competition was self-competition collect the trophies that's it but once some leaderboards start popping out and putting names there 
I got this itching thing inside, you know, that I go back to my old days. I really want to be the best in it. So once I saw the leaderboards, I just pushed for it until I became first. It's just something in the runs in the blood. I don't know how to explain. <laughs> and then I've not I noticed that uh, you're actually registered on the uh, American leaderboard. Why is that? Yes, um, the reason is that one, once I created my account on the PS3 back in 2008, when I picked Bahrain, there was no PS PlayStation store. I couldn't access anything. It was like a useless um, country on the PSN. This was like nothing. So I said, if I continue with this, um, I, I can't do anything with this account. I can't go online. I can't play games. So I said, okay, let me create an American account. So I created an American account because the most powerful account on PSN now is the American. You can have anything. Mm. This is the only reason I created the American. That's interesting. Does Byron have a PS store now or not? I... Now, yes, just they did it just two years ago. Or Only two years ago, wow. Two years ago. Mm. Yeah, yeah, two or three years ago, something like that. But not, not. I mean, not from the start. Until people begged them to do it, I think, then they did it. But I think Sony should not do this. Sony should have one international store for everybody. And you just pick your country, where you're from, and then you can just enter to the enter the store and buy the games. I don't know why they're creating hundreds of stores. Just make one international store with one type of PSN card. Will solve many problems. Aren't they Aren't they kind of doing that right now with with a lot of European countries? Uh, I don't think so. With European, well, it's, yeah. it's a bigger mess with European countries because every store has its own PSN card. Or is it that you have the option to go to different European, like you still have your your home base store, but then you have the option. To, to go to the other one. Yeah, I've seen. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, I saw something like that on the store. But still, you cannot change, for example, from America to Japan and then buy Japanese games and go back to your America. I don't think it works like that. No, no. I don't understand the European regional stores because, as you say, Hakum, like whether you're buying the German store or the French store, it's yours, but it's a different card. It's a different. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't understand. Yeah. yeah, I mean, someone's making some fantastic I mean, money somewhere <laughs> in markups. Maybe that's the reason. <laughs> I, I don't... They, they could have just made they could have just made one store instead of all of this big mess. It solved many problems. Yes, because I could just go and make another PSN account, put the region I want buy the game and go into my main account. It's just making it harder for the user. Yes, that's right. That's right. Can I ask as well, I mean, I, I know in some countries video games are very expensive. Uh, if you buy them there, are they expensive in Bahrain uh, games, if you buy them there? Actually not. They're not very expensive. They're between 50 and $70. The price is fluctuating. We don't have a standard price like the US, which is 60 exactly. So the games here can vary. You could have a game one week before release here. It might cost you $65. And after a week of release, the game might cost you forty dollars. Wow, <laughs> that's fantastic! Yeah, it's even better than the Sony sales. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and and maybe after two weeks, you could find it used for twenty dollars. Now, Akum, can you explain to me about these Guinness World Records? How do you get them? Why did you decide to do them? Were you sort of already there, and you thought might as well get them now? Or what's the process behind it? How does it all work? Yeah, well, back in 2011 or 12 it was, when I had 200 Platinums, some people told me, why don't you apply for Guinness since you have the most on PSN? So I told him, how does this process work? He told me, you just go to their website and apply there. So when I went to their website and I applied, after like a month or two, I got a phone call from them, and they have accepted me over the phone. And then after a week, I got an email rejecting me, saying that the PS3 system has been compromised and we cannot accept any more uh, trophy records. 
because of like trophy hacking and stuff? Yes, they say that we cannot, for example, if they give me the record now, maybe somebody else breaks this record, but we cannot say if it's legit or not. There is no way of approving because, you know, the people can edit timestamps and stuff like that. So Guinness doesn't have the tools to just go through everything. They need a legitimate source to check, like Sony or any valid website. So I kept applying year after year, year after year, and I kept on getting rejected, hoping that the person who is in charge of this leaves the company and another person would just maybe accept it finally. But it did not work out. So until 2018, they accepted me because they were taking their statistics from PSM profiles. They trust PSM profiles over all other websites. So I um, they saw my statistics there and they finally accepted me after six or seven years of trying. And then I applied for all of my records and I got five Guinness records from them. That's how it goes. Hmm. And what are your records for? Every single, uh, for most platinums, most silver, most gold, and most uh, trophies, and most points. That's excellent. Now, can I ask then, so obviously by getting these Guinness World Records, it sort of legitimizes what you're doing. You would feel in the eyes of Sony. Do you actually, and I, and I don't want to push you here if you can't talk about it, but do you actually have much relationship yourself with Sony? Or are they, we hear a lot about how they're closed off to gamers. Uh, can you talk to that at all? Or, or would you prefer not to? Well, it depends on the region you're living in. For example, I have very good connections now with PlayStation Middle East. Although my account is an American account, but PlayStation Middle East have, I have made an interview with them. It's on YouTube and they have given me a few gifts here and there. Um, and they are really help, uh, nice people. They are getting in touch with me and we talk from time to time. So it depends which region you're living. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'd like to just shift the conversation a little to what we call spam plats. So these shorter, you know, one hour multi or, you know, up to six to eight stack games or whatever that we're seeing recently. We're seeing a lot of these games come out in the last year in particular. What's your view about these sort of games? When they started out with these, I was actually happy about it. But then slowly I felt really irritated by them because they are not stopping they are killing the trophy system because they're releasing more than two stacks of them. If, I mean, if it was just two stacks, I would not say anything. But every week, you have two or three games releasing with four to six stacks every single week. It's killing the trophy system. You're getting more gold trophies in the ratio of bronze and silver. Another thing is that you have no time to play the good games anymore. You keep focusing on these games. Of course, I'm talking about trophy hunters who care about trophies, not does not apply to everybody. So now, if you are asking me the question, I would say I really dislike it and I wish it stops. Okay. Can I can I take the other side here? Because this always interests me. Uh, you know, and obviously, look, I'm a spam hunter, trophy horse, so, you know, I, I like, you know, I, I fall under this as well. But how do you respond then when we look at people like yourself, like me, like many, you know, high-level trophy hunters that have been spamming VNs for a long time and now we, you know, that, that are quite expensive. I mean, you know, listeners, they are, they're expensive. Uh, you know, and, and some of them have eight stacks or more. How do you feel, it, haven't we sort of just been doing this for a long time and now the market has opened up to let everybody do it with these spam games? No, actually no. Not every novel had 10 stacks or 8 stacks. It was just a few novels. Usually they were PS Vita and PS4, so just 2 stacks. And these novels were like releasing once in a, in 3 weeks, once in 2 weeks. They were not getting spammed on the market. And they were expensive of course and 
they weren't like not every novel was 10 minutes you had only few of them maybe let's say in total they were like between 50 50 novels maybe which could be platinum in less than an hour or something most were like two or three hours on average and there were novels which were 10 hours yeah you you think of something like like root letter had yeah. like a billion stacks but that was a time investment you know you had to spend several yeah, hours yeah, that was that's yeah, on root letter yeah. That was an atrocious, uh, atrocious novel, actually. Uh, it has uh, 10 stacks, and then, then there was another root letter releasing, which was the same, exact same game, and I think it has six stacks now, I think so. Yeah. So like 16 stacks of root letter. <laughs> it's, it's, like a, it's worse than Chaos Child, I think, isn't it? <laughs> oh, Chaos Child is, a, is very, very nice to play. Yes. Many... Relaxing, you can just escape and go play another game. Yeah, M- many, many, many stacks. Look, can I, seeing we've opened the door on that again, if you if you don't mind talking to it, because, yeah. you know, I've done it in, in, in the past, right. but some of, some of our listeners yeah. are, are, you know, are just starting out on their trophy journey. How, like, how do you choose, like, games? I mean, it's obvious, I suppose, for both of us, but when, when you're looking for games and stuff, you, you say about playing multiple games at the same time. Can you just yeah. sort of talk yeah. to that, like how, how that works? Uh, what do you mean by pl- platinuming multiple games at the same time? Well, you know, like I-, I think that some people look at you know things and they're like, how can you possibly play two games at once? Oh, or, you know, okay, or, okay, yeah. or running multiple systems. But yes. there are certain games yeah. that lend to that, don't they? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, for example, I have like one, two, three, four, five, six. I have like eight systems in my house. I have two PS4s. I have two PS3s. I have four PS Vitas. Yeah, four PS Vitas. Hmm. So I play novels sometimes on the PS Vita. I let it run, and then I play on one PS4, and then I have another game opened on another PS4. No more PS3 games now releasing, so it's just PS4 and PS Vita. So sometimes, let's say I take a break from one game, and I play another game. Or maybe there is like a cutscene which you cannot skip, and I'm not interested in watching it, so I go and jump to another game. Or just play them at the same time, if you just let the game run. you know, Sometimes you just let the game automatically play for you, because it's just automatically walking or driving or something, then you can jump to the other game. Same with the Vita, you have a novel, you skip through it and you just leave. It's an easy process. You just need to just know how to multitask. Yeah. Who knows, Mindy? Maybe if I did that, I'd finish more games. <laughs> Maybe start more at 5%. I don't know. So, look, can I ask him, what's trophy hunting like as a job? You, you, I mean, you do this pretty much full time. Do, do, you, do you still enjoy it? I enjoy trophy hunting, yes, because I finally am getting things out of it. I don't like the way I, I started it as a job because I did, you know, Selling trophies is illegal. I don't like it myself, but I did it because I needed to survive. I needed money, I needed stuff, and I, did never, I never did that to break the, any leader point. I did it for people who started from zero and wanted a few platinums here and there and then stopped. And I did it for people who actually couldn't finish a game. For example, let's say he couldn't finish Ninja Gaiden, so he paid money to finish it for me. That was it. I never intended to break or like, uh, ruin any leaderboard or something so it did not affect any leaderboard of us. yeah yeah no 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 I, I understand and, and more more to yourself now that because you, you're doing this sort of you know playing full-time do you do you do you still enjoy yeah. it is the passion still there for gaming do you do you wake up and you're and you're excited yes I, I enjoy it yeah yeah I am excited to do it the only part which is is, is not exciting now is the indie games the the the, the six or eight stack indie games i I'm starting to dislike this really and i and I just hope it stops i don't mind I don't mind easy platinums, but I just dislike the fact that you are playing the same game eight times and it's not like once in a month it's every week now and I mean I guess for for most people, I guess I would say, well, then don't do it. 
But I guess I, I yeah, guess yeah. when you get this high up, you would you would have to do it to to keep the ranking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I have to do it. This is the issue. I have to do it to keep my rank. Or else, you know, if I stop for a month or two, I'm done. I can't. I'm forced to do what you could say. <laughs> yes. Yeah, no, I, mean, I totally understand. So, look, let's let's swivel back now. So how would, you know, we've talked about the, the trophies breaking down because of the number of these, these short game stacks and yeah. things coming out. How would you like to see Sony recognize trophies sort of and trophy hunting in the future as we move to the PS5? Do you, would, is there something you'd like to see them do themselves to acknowledge it? Or do you think it's just a system that's broken now completely? Uh, the trophy system is not broken. The problem is Sony doesn't give much attention to them. I mean, look at how long I have been stuck at level 100. Mm. Maybe five, six years, and they are releasing updates and everything, but they never increase this level, which is something easy to do. Mm. You don't even need a patch to do. It's just some server coding, changing something in the servers, and it's just gonna you can just increase it. So you can see from here that Sony doesn't actually like pay attention to trophy hunters. I mean, Sony Australia did something nice, but sadly, they 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 gave the trophies to to just random people. Like I I I I deserved one of these trophies, but I got nothing out of it again. That's right. It, they they ran some sort of promotion where if you platted certain games, wasn't it? You went in a yeah. But I mean, it's st- you you could still cheat in that. I mm, know most people uh, cheated in that event, and you got the platinum. Yeah, yeah. The the real life platinum. While there are people with a thousand platinums who deserve the trophy got nothing the same the same issue yeah the same issue happened when sony did an event it's called greatest something i forgot the name they they put real items on a shop and you could uh, buy those items or bid on them using your gold trophies so when i won the killzone suit from that the sniper hilgen suit people were very upset because the same people who say i'm only playing easy games are the same people who are upset saying this this competition is going to be won by the top trophy hunters only. So the low trophy hunters would win nothing. So, I mean, come on. You guys blame us for playing easy games. You should have played the easy game so you so you will be able to win this thing. It's funny because I'm, I'm doing this true trophy, um, the true trophy site co- competition at the moment just for fun. And it, it's down to the, the second last week. And as you can imagine, these people are spamming these short games, which is, you know, look, it's fantastic yeah. to see. It's what you have to do. And there's, there is this yeah. handful of people that have gone really salty, really nasty. And they're like, you know, this is, you know, devaluing gaming. What are you doing? You know, there's nobody here to value all this. And it's, it's bizarre because, I mean, they, they, they've done it themselves. I, I don't understand. But yeah, it, it always seems <laughs> so to happen. People- human 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 this is this is this is just human beings you know human beings are always like this yeah yeah i i i don't i don't get it so look now no matter what are you gonna do they're always getting upset yeah that's right that's right you can't make everybody happy (laughs) trust me i I know that so we've talked about these games what in your mind makes a good game or a great game what what does it need to have or what do you like to see in it to elevate Uh, a game a game like uncharted and god of war I mean, the game is amazing to play, and the trophy list is also amazing. Mm. So the trophy list, I'm not too familiar with the God of War, but most of it is natural, isn't it? Like, it's not a massive grind throughout. Natural, exactly. So you can play the games without actually reading the trophy list, so you don't spoil anything. And then once you finish the game, you can go back and clean up everything. This is what I like about games. Nothing is missable, and nothing is too, Mm. too annoying in the game. And of course, no bugs or glitches. Mm. Yes, that, that would be nice, wouldn't it? <laughs> the reason the reason I, I disliked Red Dead Redemption 2 and I haven't finished it was because the developers 
forced me to play the game the way they wanted me to play it. I did not like that. They wanted me to play the good guy until chapter 6 or 7, and they placed missable trophies in a 60-hour story-long game. That's a no-go for me. Yeah. Yeah. So I might just just cycle back then. So Sony obviously takes a, a percentage cut off the store, you know, similar to Apple does with iTunes and stuff. So th- 30%. Th- yes, I was going to, I thought it was that number, but it is okay. 30%. So they've obviously must be seeing an increase in revenue of these shorter games. And the fact that, you know, people are buying the game multiple times, surely someone in their department somewhere yeah. is seeing this. So do you, of course, of course. It, and it strikes me, and I hear this a lot, that, that, that quite often they take very little interest in what games get, you know, well, it, it's, seems random what games get a plat what games don't get a plat how the trophy lists are put together and stuff like that as someone and you've mentioned here you know you you don't like the missables and stuff like that is that something that you 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 find as well that it it just it's just random a lot of these trophy lists in relation to better trophy lists like uncharted and god of war yeah what what happens here when sony sees the money flow coming why should they talk i mean it's money for them so they will just say nothing and in the end how many Mm. people really buy these games these indie games 3,000, 5,000, that's nothing. You, they won't even notice this. Usually games which sell a lot will sell in millions, not in, in a few thousands. And, and regarding the, the trophy list, no, developers put trophy lists. They name them and everything. They are not randomly placed there. But do you really believe that they put much effort into it, some of these developers? Um, some put it and some not. Some will just say complete the game, collect this, finish that. And some, no, go in more depth with more things in there. But they do put, because you cannot just put random trophies. You have to think of what to put. I do know. Maybe maybe I should ask him, but I um I do know the person who made the Day of the Tentacle trophy list. Some some of them really do, and he put a lot of thought into it, and it, it was a, a very fun list. Some, yeah, some trophy lists are, are fairly cynical, and it's just, I, no, I shouldn't say cynical. That's me being cynical. I should say are, are very... Complete chapter one, chapter two, chapter three, yeah. beat the game, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It depends on the name. You can see this through the trophy names. When you see some nice names, you, you can see that the developer has put time into making the list. But when you just see complete chapter one and two and complete the game and that's it, then you can see this like a, a default list, not no effort put in. But at the same time, there are some games that are, are you know, some of the Radalika games like. What was the one that was the, like, the, the Gradius shooter uh ratalaika puts time and Mm -hmm. trophy list but they are just 20 30 minutes stuff (laughs) yeah but you know some of those some of those lists that he does really are just like complete stage one complete stage two complete stage three but they tend to be the kind of games that that's an appropriate trophy list to to have because it's just like a just a shooter or something yeah you, you don't even need to complete the game it's a, it's a really hard position, isn't it? Because I don't know if you saw Hakum and Mindy, but there's been a, a, a little quote fl- flying around in social media maybe a week or two ago, and it was sort of, I, I forget where it originated, but it was sort of, you know, pointing out how, how ridiculous some, ach- it was talking about achievements, but it's the same thing. And it was like, you know, the, the value of achievements, jump 100 times with your character. You know, how stupid are these things becoming? You know, and, and like I agree, they're trivial. But then you see on the flip side, like recently the, this grid uh, racing game was released and they put in a trophy to drive the circumference of the of the 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 world which is just insane i mean it doesn't it's not enjoyable and it, all that's doing is adding an extra three or four hundred hours to the game but there's no there's not more content for the game yeah so okay, what i what i find interesting about you if you look at the the person who's who's the level below you uh ikamenzi and i i assume ikamenzi's a guy i think cj you know it's a guy right mm-hmm. 
Incomenzi's strategy is just get is just get the get the quick ones, you know, and then and then move on to another game. Yeah. You are more or less a completionist. You have about a 92 little under 92% completion rank, which is which is pretty good. And it's not just, you know, because you're you're 100%ing all of these Paugi games and all of these you rattle like and sometimes you like you're doing these these longer time intensive and and sometimes difficult yeah. platinums like uh i i kind of browse through you did um mega man 11 do you like mega man yeah um i don't like mega man <laughs> but i wanted to try 11 because there was a way to to like to exploit the the hard difficulty in the game oh was there really was it so like it, a yeah you, you can just back up your save or something mm-hmm. and that's it you don't need yeah. but i have platinumed hard, harder games than mega mm-hmm. man mega man wasn't that difficult in comparison to the other games I have flattened. But what, what my strategy is, I tend to complete one or two or three or four platinums per day from the easy ones and then just jump to a nice game. That's what I usually do. So that's why you see in between the Retalaika and, and Pauji games, you can see I've played Borderlands and Man of Maiden and Code V and stuff like that and other big games. So do you, you talked about this, that this is basically your job. Do you see that then as... Do you enjoy those kind of games more because you've gone through the tedium of platinuming these games that you really didn't want to do and you're just kind of doing it for the numbers and then you like your reward is that you get to go play Borderlands 3 or Man of Medan or Code Vein? No, I don't actually I, I don't it's now and this year I don't actually enjoy playing any of these easy games. I'm just doing it to keep my rank. And I wish we go back to the old PS3 days trophy list with the games and stop with these mobile games. Right. But what I'm saying, what I'm saying is because you don't yeah. enjoy playing these, these games, find more enjoyment in playing things like Borderlands 3 and Man of Medan. Yes, yes, yes. Of course, of course. Yeah. I, I really enjoy more this. More rewarding. Yeah. yeah. More rewarding. Yes. And then I have to ask, because I brought up Mega Man, and now I have to bring up the other thing for this podcast, um, Metroidvanias. <laughs> and I, I did bring this up to Excellent. you briefly, and yes. you weren't quite sure uh, what that was. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you, but it's more to educate <laughs> CJ, because he won't listen to me when I try to tell him what this is. Nobody knows. <laughs> um, I've gone through your trophy list and pulled out some Metroidvanias that you have platinumed to kind of help explain this. So uh, you've platinumed Teslagrad. Yeah. Uh, you've platinumed all the Guacamelee games. Yeah. Headlander. Yep. I think no. I have. I have not. I have not platinumed Guacamelee, the new one. I have not. Oh, oh, you. Uh, I see now. It's you, you. You stacked something. I see it. Yeah. I stacked them. Yeah, but I did not play the new one. Right. Okay. So Guac. You have three Guacamelee stacks. You have Teslagrad, Headlander, Dust and Elysian Tail. These are all Metroidvania games. Do you like those kind of games? Uh, is is that also like Diablo? Uh, Diablo is different because Tesla Grad was like nearly the same, same style. Uh, I'm not, you know, I'm not as intimately familiar. Diablo is more of like a like a hack and slash. There's a lot more emphasis on the. There is a special name for it also. There is a special name for Diablo types of games. I thought this is mm-hmm. one of the names. Maybe 
I enjoy actually these these types of games. I call them 2D scrollers, mm-hmm. but they are not like in the top for me. Mostly, I like games like Diablo. I played Torchlight 2, I think, recently. It's like Diablo. Mm-hmm. I like the mostly these types of RPGs where you can play like with with your friends, co-op online or couch co-op, and level up and stuff like that. And like you have this loot coming out with colors: green, blue, orange, purple. Mm-hmm. I like these mostly I like these types of games. I enjoy playing them even if they were like 200 hours. Do you think uh and I'm just I'm just thinking about this again. Do you think your ranking would do you think it would help or harm your rating ranking if you were less of a completionist? If you went more more the route of um of Ikamenzi? Just popping trophies yeah. and changing the games. Um no, actually I wouldn't like playing like that. It's it's not nice for me. Why would I just put a game and get a two trophies? And, yeah. I'm just I'm just talking purely purely about your your ranking. Yeah, no, no, I w- I wouldn't, no, no, I w- I wouldn't. I w- it might not affect my ranking, but it's gonna affect my profile. Then I would see all of these games which I haven't completed, and it just looks ugly on my profile. I would not even enjoy games like that anymore. I wouldn't even finish anything. That's just too much. Do you have a goal to get to 100 percent completion? Can can you even get to a hundred percent completion? Uh, I I I I actually don't believe in a hundred percent. There is no such thing called hundred percent because once you reach a hundred, you have to pop another game which will drop you to ninety nine <laughs> So there is no actually there is nothing called a hundred percent unless you quit. <laughs> so so is there an ending? Is there ever an ending? Do you think? <laughs> there is no ending. I I I have imagine I have played three thousand games and I only like. I'm only like maybe thirty percent of what Sony has on its servers. So let's so th- then let's let's change that question a bit. Is there any are there any trophies that you have not earned that you have not currently earned that are art like the game that's already on your profile that you are unable to earn if you were to go back and try to earn it? Um, well, I, I I am I am not a person who easily gives up. Mm-hmm. I could earn any trophy I want, but. There is a trophy I gave up on, and I have tried a lot to do it, and I couldn't. It was from the game Gran Turismo, the Red Bull Challenge. Mm-hmm. I literally gave up on that because it was just out of my league. Anything else I could finish except that. Oh, you know what? I already see something. I, I see that you put Kitty Powers Matchmaker on your profile, and you did not get... Kitty Powers? You did not get the PSN profile... Uh, the uh, Online trophy before the server went down. Uh, let me check which game was that again. Kitty? How do you spell it? K-I-D-Y? K-I-T-T-Y. Kitty. Oh, Kitty. Kitty. Yeah, I'm from the Midwest. That sounds like a... It sounds like a D. <laughs> ah, okay. It was a game with... Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. Um. Okay. Sometimes what happens when I go read a guide and the game says it's 10 hours... And then when I play the game, the game becomes a hundred hours, and I just <laughs> I get angry and leave it. And I really curse the guy making the guide and just leave the game. Kitty was one of these games. It's the, the, the yeah, yeah, it's like many people. I remember I got also shot in the foot. Uh, I think it was a golf game. The difficulty said three out of ten and fifteen hours to platinum. But when you go play the game, the game's like a ten out of ten, and it may might take two hundred hours to platinum. So sometimes guide makers just put some random numbers because they are so good at the game, so they rate the game based on themselves, which is wrong. 
if I, if for me, for example, if, if Dark Souls for me is a 3 out of 10, if I make a guide, I'm not going to put 3 out of 10 in Dark Souls. I'm going to put at least a 6 or 7 as an average, showing the person who's going to play the game, when he reads the guide, he knows what the game is and doesn't get tricked into the game. That's why I put on my guides, I say I say that my ranking is a personal estimate. Yeah, if, 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 yeah, if you write a personal, it's different than when you don't put a personal estimate. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's good in these games. <laughs> I want to ask, because you play a huge number of games, you, you know, I play a huge a number of, of varying games as well. Admittedly, you finish more of yours than I do, but I find that these games start to blur together after a while. Do you do you find that, that you, you just can't even remember about some of these things you've played? Like you look back and you go, oh, wow, I did play that. It's just sort of all become yeah, a blur. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, some yeah, some games I just don't remember. It depends on the game, after all. Some of them I don't remember. Some of them I really remember because I have played a lot of games, so I don't think I'm going to remember every single game. Yeah, okay. And then sort of we'll, we'll start to we'll start to wrap it up a little bit. But what I wanted to ask you, you know, because because you do play such a, a wide array of games, what is your your worst game for this year or least favorite game? Do you have one that's just been a corker that just stands out? so far this year um, well i am I'm, I'm really bad when it comes to which year was which year so i could tell you overall oh, overall the worst game overall i have yes. yeah overall was kane and lynch 2 oh yes. that game <laughs> that game nearly made me jump out of the window and or slit my wrist really seriously that game was atrocious to a level which I don't even know how I completed it. Yeah, yeah. It was really shit. It was. It was. I cannot explain until you play it yourself and you see. It had some dreadful online as well multiplayer requirements. That game. Yo, that was even the worst part of it. The multiplayer and. Was wasn't it like you had to be like number one ranked in the world? No, no, like no, that no, was a, It was no, one of those awful that, that was like another that. game. That was Lost Planet, I think. Mm, yes, Lost Planet. Yeah, yeah. No, but still, oh. still a very bad. Okay, now on the flip side. Oh, uh, yeah. On, on the flip yeah. side, can you throw out some games? And it can be from from any period. It doesn't have to be this year. Maybe a couple of games that you really have enjoyed for our listeners that maybe they can look into. Oh, well. of course. Well, I I enjoyed all of the Uncharted games, all of the God of War games, Horizon. Days Gone, nearly all of the Sony exclusives, Spider-Man, all of the Sony exclusives were amazing for me. I enjoyed them, even the trophy lists were amazing. Except for two games I disliked from Sony, Mod Nation Racers and Little Big Planet 3. That, those were bad games for me. Why Little Big Planet 3? Um, I played the game. You played, you played the other, you yep, played the yeah, other yes, two, right? Yes, I did. Three wasn't developed by the same people as one and two. Oh, was it not? Yeah, it wasn't. It was, it was very clunky. And when I reached to the final boss, playing in co-op, my game froze. And when I went back to continue, when I restarted my PlayStation, I went back to continue and it said your save got corrupted. Oh, no. Yeah, that'll do it, won't it? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that was it. Yeah, game deleted or done. Ooh. I wouldn't even go back to it. And look, it would be remiss of me not to ask, seeing we are lucky enough to be uh, to have the the world number one trophy hunter with us today. Could you give our listeners some trophy hunting tips? As I said, we've got a few listeners that are just starting out on their journey. What yeah. what what tips could you give them? The tips which I could get the new trophy hunters is never listen to what people say. If you let people, if you listen to people and make them drag you down. You would never be a successful trophy hunter. Follow what you want to do. If you want to play this game, then play it. 
if somebody else tell you this game is shit or it has easy trophies or why are you doing it it's it's in the end it's what you are doing you don't need to listen to others this is the best tip i could give to the trophy hunters play what you want enjoy what you want don't listen to haters don't let people drag you down that that sounds like perfect advice to me so look i'm sure i, I speak for mindy as as well as myself i want to thank you uh today hakum for your time i know it's been difficult we've had to do this no over problem. a week and things but i do really appreciate <laughs> no it <problem. laughs> and i look forward to maybe no reaching out to you again in the future even if it's just with some questions yeah, and- sure. Why not? Play. Yeah. No problem at all. I'm happy to do this over again in the future. Perfect. Thank you very much. And uh, thank you, Mindy. Yeah, thank you. No problem. Thank you, everyone. It was fun. Yeah, same. And uh, I think it's spam time. Is it spam time? It is definitely spam. When is it not spam time? <laughs> <laughs> and there's not... This is a weird timing thing because uh, we recorded with Eigen kind of late... And we're finishing this up, I guess, kind of early for releases. Mm. So there's not a whole lot that we didn't cover in Igan's episode. There are a couple of things. There's new Arcade Archives game. It's the uh, mm. versus Castlevania. This is old school Castlevania. This is not Metroidvania Castlevania. <laughs> this is the um, uh, this is the arcade version, like literally the arcade version. I will say, let's see. There is a score 150,000 points. That's not particularly easy to do on this game, as I recall. It's not the most difficult thing to do, but it's not, it's not, it's probably not something you're going to do on your first try. So just keep an eye out for that. Just before you move on from that, there's a little tip with these arcade archives. If you've been playing these over the years, obviously they're getting much more tougher, the requirements. And what scares me about this is that on profiles, the percentage for the bronze 50 is the same as the 150. So obviously I know a lot of people that buy these games are going to do whatever it takes to finish them. It's a pretty niche crowd these days. But if that's the case, usually in the past when the percentages are like that, that 150 is going to be very tough. Mm. Yeah. If the if the fifty if the lowest score is the same, but you know, look, if you love that game, you know what does it matter? The other trophies will be easy. <laughs> the only other thing I really want to point out is, and the list has gone live, but the game it wasn't in the drop, so I don't know if it's just gonna stealth its way onto the store or if it's just not coming out this week. Is uh, Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion? Every well, it's Spooky's Spooky's Jump Scare Mansion HD renovation. Everything about this list, you would think it's a spam game. Um, it's got cutesy little tiles, punny trophies. It, it's just a fun-looking little list. Lots of golds, lots of silvers. This game ca- actually gets quite difficult near the end. This is not a spam game. It, it, is, it deceptively looks like a spam game, and I promise you, having played this on PC, uh, this is not to be treated as spam. It's not the most difficult thing in the world, but it is not to be treated as spam. It does have some difficult tropes. So Spooky's Jumpscare Mansion is a game where you go through a thousand rooms of a mansion and probably about half of them don't have anything in them and the other half have monsters that will chase you. And uh, there are specific trophies like, where is this one? Speedrun strats. This is not a speedrun trophy. This is a trophy for going through all thousand rooms without ever saving your game. Yes, definitely not spam. <laughs> so, yeah. This is not a spam game, yeah. uh, but it, it, it is deceptive because it, it looks like it would be a spam game, but it, it is not a spam game. So just a word of caution. Yeah. Okay. And look, listen, as all I can see is we've got a yoga master game. 
Who knows? You know, potentially that's spam worthy. I think it's been a while since we've had a good yoga. What was that Mel B fitness game, wasn't it? That was PS3. So it's been a while since we've had a good old, good sort of fitness game. Uh, come along. Uh, it, it's listing here the Super Box Land Demake AS will probably be out this week. That'll be a Friday if it does come. I think uh, yesterday, as of time of recording, was Mechabolt, Mindy. The Asian stack of Mechabolt is now live. You can tell. A uh, Metroidvania, I believe. Yes. <laughs> Uh, is it? I think it is. <laughs> it was a mis- It was a mistake. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's all right. But look, that's another very quick play. And then look, some things to that I've had my eye on for a while. This Destiny Connect. This is an anime esque. So it's not crazy anime. Anime esque role playing game. It's only been available in uh, Chinese. I'm going to say in Japanese at the moment on foreign stores. But the the EU and NA release is coming up. Uh, coming up very soon. In fact, it's listed for next week. So we'll see if that does happen. And this, I would recommend if you like this style of games, watch a little gameplay. It looks really good. It's fast paced or whatever else. The menu system looks really good uh, from what I could tell. Obviously, it was in another language from what I was watching. But it does look really, really interesting. And I don't think too long, maybe 10 to, to 12 hours. So that, that could be something, that could be a hidden gem that won't get a lot of coverage. And then I am interested in this Monkey King Hero is Back. If anyone's playing this game, please, please let me know because... Oh, it's Nippon. Sorry, it's Nippon Ichi Software. Yes. The developer. Yeah, yeah. They did... Guess what game they did? Please. The Liar Princess. Yes. Liar Princess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, they, my, my... And Dis- and Disgaea, and, but Liar Princess. Yeah. And uh, Longest Five Minutes, which I talked about a little while ago. Yeah, their, their games are good. So I think, you know, from what I've seen of that, it does look it does look really good. So that will be that will be one to maybe just put, you know, on the, the backlog, if you like, and watch. And then, as I said, this Monkey King hero is back. So the premise of this game is based on the, the Chinese film, I believe. It, it, it sounded really good, but then it's not cheap. You know, they're, they're maxing the price on this thing, and apparently... It looks like a PS3 game and it runs janky and everything else. So, um, you know, I have to draw the line there, unfortunately. It's horrifying. It's hor. I looked at the, at the monkey fight. He, he's <laughs> it looks creepy. Horrible. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the story is supposed to be good, but apparently the game is very janky. So look, if, if anyone's playing it and that's not the case, please let me know. But from everything I've read and seen, unfortunately, that, that does seem to be the case. So look, there's a couple of things there, but you know, I, I suppose we have to be in preparation for the next few weeks when, when everything starts to hit. So that, you know, that's, that's okay. That's okay. So why don't we, why don't we, Quickly throw in the push to plat- Platinum Club shout-outs because otherwise we'll forget, which would be a travesty. So, look, if you are a member of the club, don't forget you can post one, two, whatever number of plats you get in the week and we will we will read it out and perhaps make a comment or not on it. If you are listening and you're not in the club, it's on the PS4, in the communities. It's free. It's open. Anyone can uh, can join or whatever else. And it's not spammed out with messages either, so you don't, you don't have to worry. If you were to join, you could see my picture of Mr. Stickstofferson there which is is that's that's pretty good <laughs> so look you know I, I think that picture's great but anyway if you wanted a more serious thing we've got number 43 plat number 43 for gaz davis 11 drive club and it's including the 100 percent mindy with all 128 trophies which is a massive achievement because there are some very tricky um very tricky dlc in that game i'm not sure if you're familiar with it that's impressive that's not something you can even do anymore right wasn't a bunch of stuff delisted or something possibly yes or yes well that studio is gone evolution so um yeah but look at it fantastic 
Yeah, and actually, I saw a picture. One of the races he had to do was in the Elements. I think it was the Elements DLC. So in all weather, and it was snowing and raining, and you couldn't see anything at all out of the windscreen, uh, the front windscreen. So look, that that's fantastic. Uh, well done there, sir. And then El- uh, then the uh, five thirty one for Mindy Ellen, which we talked about today. The uh, east side or Eastie five seventy six ukulele and the impossible lair. So this is a this is interesting. I haven't heard much about this game, but he goes on to say that it's pretty tough. Uh, the the um, the layer part. So look, I, I don't. I'm interested in that game. Perhaps Easty might tell us more about it because uh, he, apparently you collect the bees, Mindy, and they give you shields. So I'm not I'm not sure, but it's too difficult for me. That's that's what I take from that. <laughs> and then 532, <laughs> 532, Mindy. They just ignore them uh, on her pixelated horror trip. Uh, Dino Raw Plat number seven hundred and thirty six. The bird game. The Asian stack. Ugh. What a travesty that game was. So congratulations, sir. Uh, Zador has just snuck this in. And and Mindy, we, we'll just take, I know we're going to run long here, listeners, but we, it, this deserves a moment, I believe. Plat number 435, Nino Cooney, Wrath of the White Witch Remastered. And he, I don't know, do you know this, Mindy? Like, you don't even need to do this. This is just, this is a gamer who loves the game. Yeah, this has gone beyond what you need to do for the plat. This has gone beyond what, you know, most people would do in the love of the game. He's got these, all the familiars in the game, all 349 of them. Isn't that fantastic? Like for funsies? I think so, yes. Well, yes, you don't need to get that many. So he's gone around and collect them all. And it's, you know, that's no small thing, listeners, because it's all random which ones you get and, and how you get them. So that, that would take quite a lot of time and things. So obviously he loved that game. Well, look, we, we know that he loves that game. So that, that's fantastic. So congratulations. I think that is, yeah, that is everything. Uh, in the Platinum Club for this week. So I think we're at the end, Mindy. I think across weeks, <laughs> across time zones, across everything, we've finally got to the end of this episode. Congratulations. <laughs> it's an achievement yay, for us. Yay, this us. Week. So I, I will just at this point, listeners, drop in. If you are after, if you're trying to uh, contact Akum or, or, you know, follow him along, he is on Twitter, Instagram and YouTube. And I'll have all those links in the show notes as well. Mindy, where could the listener find you? Twitter at The Mind is a City. If you want to support my guide writing, uh, I have a copy page, ko-fi.com slash the mind is a city. It's just a tip jar. It's not a subscription thing. Just a little way to say thank you. Perfect. And listeners, if you're trying to find us, we are available on all good podcast providers plus YouTube. If you want to submit a question, a thought, or an idea for the show, we are on Twitter at push 2 plat. Uh, the number two, push to plat on Twitter. You can email us at push to plat at gmail.com. And Mindy, what happened this week? Very exciting. What new thing happened? We have a Discord. We do have a Discord. Neither of us know how to say the link properly, so we're going to put it in the show notes. Uh, it was there last week. I know some. <laughs> I know, it's too many letters and numbers. Who knows? Uh, but apparently, you can't just search for it on Discord. I didn't know that. You have to know what the link is. So we'll put it in the show notes. You know, for the coming weeks as well. Look, I don't. It's not a spammed out Discord or whatever else. I'm sure you'd agree, Mindy. You know, it's just it's very casual or, or whatever else. So you know, if you want, if you want to, you know touch bases with us or you could submit a question i believe mindy or maybe suggest a guest in there and stuff like that then please come and join us and uh and some people already have yeah it's pretty pretty chill pretty relaxed half the people on it are former guests so it's just a fun place to to chill 
Yeah, that's very true. So if you if you know if you want to if you want to follow up on any of the guests or whatever, that could be a, a good way to do it as um you know a non-invasive way, a good way to do it as well. So look, with that in mind, Mindy, we've come to the end. That's it. It's time to go. Enjoy this beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Australia or late night uh, Friday, I believe, in America. Until next week, Mindy, thank you again. Have a great week. I'll see you next week. Bye.